Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina, and today we want to talk about once and for all. We want to pick up a little bit where we left off yesterday, and we want to pick up with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth in him. Now, let's read a 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19. And everybody loves this scripture because it leads up to something. But now all things are of God who reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Now, I want to underline the word imputing. That word imputing is a, is a powerful word in the, in the Greek because it means that he's not counting your sins against you. In other words, he is not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, as we go back, we can see this a little bit in the text back in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was out form and void, and darkness was upon the face of a deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now look at verse 2. The word water in the Hebrew is the word seas. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters of a pure womb of Myra. Now the word there is is the Spirit of God was moved upon the face of the waters. The Greek word there is Myra, which means Mary. So we see in Genesis 1, 1 and 2 is the blueprint of God's plan of salvation. Jesus' crucifixion and the motherhood of Mary was present before the creation of the world. Now, remember what I told you there. The, the actual Greek uh, in Genesis 1 and 1 is very powerful because it says... In, in the beginning, that Jesus was there reconciling the world, that the Son of God offered his life on the cross. That's Genesis 1 and 1. But now let's, let's look at Genesis 1 and 2. That's why Mary was the highest creature after Jesus' humanity, because they already existed in eternity. The first Adam had to be created because the last Adam had already died before the first Adam was ever created. See, that's a powerful thing when we get the Revelation. So we see Genesis 1 and 1, it says that the Son of God offered his life on the cross in the actual Hebrew. And then verse 2 comes along and says, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters of the pure wound of Mary, which is where Jesus was you got to understand this. He was given his life as a crucifixion in verse 1, and he was being in Mary in verse 2, which is a blueprint of God's plan of salvation. Jesus' crucifixion and the motherhood of Mary was present before the foundation of the world. That's why Mary was the highest creature. That's why the, the Catholics right now worship uh, Mother Mary. Because she's the highest creature after Jesus' humanity because they already existed in eternity. So we see that Christ was loved by the Father before the foundation of the world. Beautiful picture of God's marvelous grace in Genesis 1 and Genesis 1 and 2. Because it's a marvelous thing that in the beginning God created. So it really means that the Son of God offered His life on the cross in 1. And that Mary, the Spirit of God, hovered over the wound of Mary in verse 2. Which is saying that Jesus and Mary both existed existed, already existed in eternity before the foundation of the world. So the first Adam had to be created because the last Adam had already died. The Bible said the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So if the Lamb was already slain before the first Adam was ever born, Jesus had a beautiful picture of how He was going to look after you and make sure that you spend eternity with Him forever. And that's why Ephesians 1 and 4 says, according as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before for him in 
love. Now look at Ephesians 1 and 6. To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein uh, He has made us accepted in the Beloved. Now look at verse Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And having raised us up together and made us, there's that word made again, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then look at 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he hath made him who to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made, made, there's that word again, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So it's a beautiful picture. And then Titus 3 and 7 says that being justified by grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So what is eternal life? Eternal life is just not going to heaven. You're already living in eternal life. Jesus went and gave one sacrifice that was forever going to free us up and put us in right standings with God. And once we can grab hold that we're in right standings with God, we can live this life in an exceptional way. We can live this life and enjoy the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God. And as we walk through this life, it's not based on a performance, but it's based on a real finished work of Jesus Christ. Because Hebrews chapter 7 verse 27 said, Who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. See, he offered up himself because he was the perfect sacrifice. He didn't have to give a sacrifice for himself because there was no sin in him. He was perfect. uh, Under the old covenant, the priest had to give a sacrifice and make sure he was clean before he could go present the sacrifice for the people. Jesus presented himself as the ultimate sacrifice because he had never been tainted with sin because he was not born of a man. He didn't come through the seed of Adam. He came through the seed of the blood of Jesus Christ. The power and revelation of who he is and what he's about. That's the wonderful thing that God's doing today in the body of Christ to bring us to a place of perfection. The finished work of Jesus Christ and that is the beauty of grace.